This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Learning Unlocked podcast, presented by Open Sesame. Taking a deep dive into the global world of learning and development with practical tips and tricks, along with insights from leading brands and the people that make them work. This is Learning Unlocked. Now, here's your host, Brian Berger. My guest is Greg Gorgoni. He is the co-founder and COO of Pineapple Academy. You can learn more about them at pineappleacademy.com. Dot com. Greg has been in operations and management for over 30 years in both the hotel and the healthcare operations industry. Greg, welcome to the Learning Unlocked podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me here. I really appreciate it. So why don't you give us a little background on how Pineapple Academy started? I know you started this with a friend, right? I did. So uh, I had met a colleague um, through through some projects for work, and uh, his name is Tucker Grace, who's uh, based out of Kansas City, Missouri. And so basically what, what happened was um, I was doing consulting work in, in senior living and in hospitals. And so I had transitioned from the hospitality industry. Initially, I was in, in hotel management, and then I started getting into uh, development work and started being an owner's rep and helping with the renovations or the buildings of restaurants and hotels, which was, was, which was great, uh, except that uh, in 08, when the economy crashed, all the hospitality projects dried up. And so uh, I decided to take a look at it in healthcare and got into food service management for healthcare in uh, hospitals. Happened that the campus I was at, I also had skilled nursing, uh, the acute care side, we had a behavioral health center, that was a residential center for drug rehab. And of course, we had uh, retail and we had um, doctor's lounges and catering and stuff. So it was, a, it was a pretty decent sized campus with a lot of things going on in one place. And um, what you learn over time is that the healthcare world, when it comes to food service and hospitality, is, is frankly a couple of decades behind hmm. uh, when you look compared to, say, hotels and restaurant industry. And, um, and so that was really my opportunity to bring up a more hospitality-based uh, programs for food service. Um, at the end of the day, it's the one thing that everybody can agree on, uh, both in hospitals and in senior living, is that the food is 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 creates quite a culture uh, around for the pet, uh, the patients and the uh, the residents. So it's very important that we put some attention and focus and, and make it more professional and and make a better quality product coming out of food service to support the uh, the campuses. Uh, where you operate. And so I traveled around the country for about five years, six years, actually, um, doing the process improvement projects around the country, 
uh, renovations, new construction, you know, tra- in-house training, all these different things that I did. And, and during one of those projects is when I, I ended up meeting Tucker, my business partner, and we had built or I, we had worked for an owner uh, doing projects, him from his business that he had at the time and me from mine. We were designing a brand new extension, which was going to be a, uh, a new commercial kitchen and dining room for the residents in this senior living community. And, um, and he was on the, the uh, group purchasing organization side. He owned a small uh, GPO that services skilled nursing specifically. And so he was handling a lot of the other things, you know, the uniform purchases and furniture purchasing and, and different things like that, helping working with the owner. And my job was to design the kitchen and do all the process, the menu plans, the recipes, the training, the equipment selection, all that kind of stuff. And you know, getting everybody, you know, the startup and, and the uh, implementation and the go live process to get get this thing all opened up. And we did all that to very good success and everybody's happy. And uh, we were all proud of what we did and, and thought it was wonderful. And so, but, you know, we go back like a year, year and a half later, going through town and we stop in and what do we see? We see processes have deteriorated. Uh, staff are using the equipment incorrectly. The menus have been altered, uh, processes have been changed, and and what you have is a constant change of late leadership going on and turnover. Hmm. And so you don't have any continuity of product, you don't have any continuity of services. And so that kind of struck us both as a failure in the sense that, yeah, it was great, it was all set up, it was all documented, everything looks great. The problem is there's no continuing education or training um, for new hires and the continuing education that staff really need, just like any other team member, whether you're a pot washer or the CEO of a company, uh, we all need training. We all need to be reminded. We all need to get refreshed of what's going on in the business that we're in. And uh, and so that's kind of where this this idea of, of hatching an online uh, academy came about, knowing really the skill sets, or, or let, let's put it this way, the lower skill sets uh, that were seen at that property were not unusual. Uh, unfortunately, um, it's pretty rampant, uh, it, particularly in, in skilled nursing and senior living in general. Um, there's a lot of operators out there that really just food is not their core business, you know. And so, well, what's interesting about it, they're feeding people three times a day, you know, 365 days a year, but they don't approach food and food service as a profession so much as just a an expense. And um, and so they don't really put a lot of attention on it because it's something a lot of them don't understand. Um, you have a situation where you have administrators and owners who really have no hospitality background or training uh, running an operation that has where food service is an important element uh, of what's going on. And yet they really don't know, understand the business of food service. And then the people that end up running those departments are often people who are, are like last man standing. I mean, they've been there the longest, you know, um, the, the, and, and, and thank God they're there. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I always appreciate longevity and people's commitment to a job, but unfortunately a lot of these folks, they, they just, they haven't had training outside of their community. And so they really have not worked in restaurants. They haven't worked in hotels and, and they're doing the best they can do with the knowledge that they have. And so, um, but it just falls short to what's, what's really needed. So the Pineapple Academy took the premise that uh, that we're going to create training specifically for the hourly staff, 
to teach them the nuances of everything from being a pot washer to a cook to a supervisor in food service and in housekeeping. At this point, we also have a housekeeping program and laundry program. And, and, and one, of the, one of the biggest gaps that you see, uh, not only really in healthcare, uh, but you also see it in the restaurant industry and the hotel industry, is you have a lot of people coming into the space uh, who need work. Um, some, it's going to be temporary. Some, you know, it's a summer job in school. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, it's a skill set that can be learned. There's, there's nothing, there's no secrets in food service. It, there's certainly tons of information out there uh, if you want to learn it. And, uh, and, and anybody working in food service should know the fundamentals and the foundational education they need to, to operate in the space, regardless of your position. And so, I mean, there, there's obviously federal and state guidelines around food service. Uh, as you start getting into hospital food and skilled nursing food operations, there's way more uh, regulations around all of that, uh, and, and it's and it's you know it's serious business. It's it's things that you need to know. It's not hard to know. Um, it's just you need to start at the right grading of training. So with our program, we literally start with you know regulatory compliance issues, um, you know right down to you know how to wash your hands, to uniform guidelines, to uh, how to how to use a knife. You know, my first job in food service uh, back when I was in college was a pot washer in a restaurant. And that's actually how I got into it. And a couple of months later, I found myself prepping food and I had somebody there mentoring me and showing me how to use a knife and how to wash produce and prep food. And the next thing you know, I'm making, you know, cutting lettuce for Caesar salads and, and making chocolate mousse <laughs> and, and doing different things. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. How do you learn more about this? And so you know, that's where I got introduced in, into that industry. And that's how um, I moved schools and ended up at Johnson and Wales uh, to pursue um, hospitality and food service as a career, which was, you know, here I am 42 years later, still talking about it. So um, it was it was the right move for me. And it got me very excited um, at a time when I really didn't know what I wanted. to do, And, and that we're hoping to inspire as many people as possible to be in food service, particularly in senior living and in hospitals. Um, if you take a look at the, the shifting demographics of our country and what's happening with the number of people who are, are 65 and older and, and, and 75 and older, um, those numbers just go up exponentially uh, day after day after day after day, year after year. And so what's going to happen, and it's already starting to happen, is you're going you're gonna to you're not going to have enough people to service the senior living communities and the hospitals uh, over the next 20 years. And so it creates great opportunities for young people who are look, looking for a career. And honestly, it, it, compared to say the hospital, sorry, the, uh, the hotel world and the restaurant world, um, hospitals and senior livings can be a really nice lifestyle for a lot of people. Um, you don't have the crazy late night hours. Uh, you know, seniors are typically done eating by six o'clock. You know, the kitchen is usually shut down by seven, seven or eight o'clock. Uh, whereas in the restaurant industry, you could be up till two, three, four in the morning, um, you know, after a busy night on a Friday and Saturday night. Um, you know, the holiday schedules are very different. And so suddenly you realize you can you can enjoy a, a food service hospitality career in in a segment that isn't often talked about 
And yet it needs to be talked about a lot more because I just explained that they're just not going to be enough staff. And so, um, so what we need is to show young people that this is a viable industry. Uh, we need to give them fundamental skill sets for the jobs they get hired for so they can get up to speed as quickly as possible and feel valuable. Um, employee engagement is, is really the only discussion that's going on right now in companies uh, in terms of you know, particularly in, in the, uh, with the businesses that I, I work with. And so, you know, it's really important that we invest into our teams and we're giving them the skill sets and the knowledge they need to be successful in their jobs and show them ways to move up. Uh, and that's what, then that's what we're doing at Pineapple Academy is, is showing people career paths, uh, what, and help them, uh, get on top of their jobs and then hopefully show them that there can be a future in food service and that it, then it could be a good one, particularly if you know what you're doing. Uh, it, it's a business of, of fundamentals. It's like, if you don't, if you don't have your foundation built, you're, you're not gonna have a very good house. Right. Right. So, uh, we're trying, we're trying to build that, that foundational education for all the team members so that they can get to the next step and move up and, and keep learning. And we're going to continue to roll out, you know, training solutions, uh, around that to help people grow. More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Diversity, equity, and inclusion continues to be a top priority for businesses everywhere. Open Sesame has created a survey that will give you insight into where your organization stands on diversity. Aside from being educational, this survey is a powerful tool to help you understand areas of improvement and spark conversations about strategies for creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace. After you take the short survey, you'll get access to Open Sesame's DEI Toolkit, an online hub where you can find additional resources. Visit opensesame.com today to start your survey. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. The advantages of online training, it used to yeah. be, you know, not so long ago, you're getting together in the kitchen or you're getting together on site with your staff and you're, you're training them in person. Now you can reach so many more people by online training. And with the pandemic, it shifted how we learn. How have That's you right. seen that all evolve and change? Great question. So, yeah. So when we first, when we first launched our first couple products, uh, and we were focused initially in skilled nursing. Um, it was right before the pandemic uh, hit, and so um, we were we were all excited because we what was happening is a lot of the regulatory compliance uh, around skilled nursing had been updated. It was the first update that had happened in like twenty five or thirty years through the centers of Medicaid and Medicare. And so if you're, you're if you're accepting money from CMS. Uh, for residents for their care, um, you're obligated to follow these guidelines, and it's pretty straightforward. But it was a big change. It was a lot of updates, and, and, and it, a lot of people were like a little bit, a little bit confused and a little bit intimidated. And the other thing that they made very clear uh, with these updates is that not only does the food service director need to know these things, but everybody in the team needs to know it, and you have to have documented training. So you know that all sounds you know, um, like a wise thing that you need to do. Uh, but unfortunately a, a lot of organizations just aren't set up or, or have the bandwidth to do that kind of work, uh, around developing those programs and document it. Well, with online training, um, everything's documented. And so if you make an assignment to somebody and, and, and they get it done, you can see they, they did it. 
Um, and you can have a documented lineup of training very easily. So the inspector walks into your property and goes, show me your training lineup. Boom, you show them Pineapple Academy and then you show where print off a list of everybody in your team and go, here's where everybody's at right now. Here are their assignments. This is, you know, these are the timelines and, and this is the expectations. And so it's, it's, it's rel relatively straightforward. Um, and so that's the product we launched out with initially. And of course, COVID hit and it was just like everything went sideways and it was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Uh, skilled nursing was drowning at that point. And, and of course the problems they, they started experiencing were, were really untenable uh, for many organizations, uh, particularly for the first, say, six, six to eight months. And it was a really tough thing for them to get around, their arms around. And so, you know, coming up with a new training program was the least of their issues. Um, and, and so what, what ended up happening, um, the hospitals started reaching out to us. And, and hospitals are, have, have a, a much different tact when it comes to training. Um, their L&D and HR departments are way more dialed in. And, um, you know, you're talking, to, you're talking about, you know, continuing education from, from the CEO down, right on down to department head level. I mean, there, there's mandatory, the amount of mandatory regulatory things that you have to do in hospitals is pretty amazing. And, and there's also, you know, just plain old training has to get done. I mean, because the technology's changed. Uh, methodologies change and, and things expected that, you know, nurses and doctors and whatnot stay on top of these things. And so, but, but the group that doesn't get the love that, that everybody else seems to get are the hourly staff. And yet, and yet we all count on housekeeping. We all count on food service to do their job every day. If we don't, then really the dynamics of, of where we are really shifts quite a bit. And so uh, it's important that, that we focus on food service and housekeeping and, and what I call support staff. Uh, the non, think of non-clinical people working in the space. Uh, it's, a, it's a large portion of, of the team uh, that work in these uh, communities. And yet they don't have any sort of formal training when it comes to their specific roles. Uh, there's plenty of training around regulatories. There's plenty of training available through HR for, you know, uh, HR type training that everybody needs to take. But when it, when it comes to the actual job that they're doing, there really is very little uh, training available to them. And so, so we're trying to fix that. We're trying to uh, demonstrate to owners and operators that this is the, this is what's needed. Um, it's important that, that the hourly staff have the same opportunities as everybody else. That's how you build a team. That's how you improve your culture. And that's how you, you know, uh, reduce your turnover and you retain people and you give people career paths. I mean, it's, it's really not that complicated when you stop and just think about it at a human level, uh, what, what's going on right now. Uh, we've all heard about the, the great resignation, the great retirement, all these things. And they're all, they're all valid. Uh, when, you, when you really stop and think and look at a lot of people who have left uh, the workforce, or quit their jobs in hospitality or food service. Uh, and then you understand the uh, environments that are typical in, in these, in these places. You, it, it's no, it's no secret why they left, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and then you throw on a pandemic on top of that. It just sort of makes the whole thing really bad. So what we learned was that going online uh, was really, 
is really the only long-term solution. The other thing that we really got immersed in was to understand what's effective about microlearning. And what's effective for microlearning are videos that are five minutes or less that can be watched in any device. Um, and so that's what we do. More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Open Sesame helps companies develop the world's most productive and admired workforces. How? By having the most comprehensive catalog of e-learning courses from the world's top publishers, publishers like TED and Harvard. And having courses that cover learning topics like diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership development, safety and compliance, and wellness. Try a course for free today by visiting opensesame.com backslash course of the week. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. A lot of people that I have on this podcast, you know, what's the length of engagement? Because people start losing attention. And then you're working in an industry, as you mentioned earlier, where there's a lot of turnover. So how do you make your videos engaging enough so it's not just check the box, I did this and got through it, but they're actually engaged enough to remember what they're learning? No, it's it's a really good point. And so, you know, our, our approach to training is to make it as direct to the individual as possible. So when we shoot our videos, we tell all of our instructors, like, just pretend you're in a room talking to one or two staff members and you're the subject matter expert and your job is to spoon feed them this information in a way where they can understand it. And, and then you can build on, so each lesson builds on, on, on the last. And so it's like a gradient approach of training. And so you've got to start with the fundamentals and in, in food service, the fundamentals happen to revolve around sanitation and safety and cleaning and all that kind of stuff, because that is a big piece of the job. And so we try to show people how to do these otherwise not discussed or assumed skill sets. You know, like if I said to you, you need to go out and go clean up the dumpster area, you know, you know, once a week and sweep it up and clean it up and make sure it's right. Well, what does that mean and why are we doing this and and what difference does it make? Well, we try to tell you that, you know, it, it's not it's not a task just for the sake of giving you a task because we have nothing better to do. We're doing it because we want to keep the pest control down. We want it. We want to, you know, uh, be a good neighbor to the people around us. We want to keep a clean environment uh, and we want to put our best foot forward anywhere on the campus in terms of cleanliness and keeping things straight and clean. And so. There's reasons why we do things in food service and in hospitality. There's there's something behind everything that 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 goes on. Any task that you see a server or a cook or, or a manager doing in in a restaurant or hotel, there's some reason behind it, and, and it's based on you know um, uh, proven activities that that have to occur just to be able to deliver the products and the services that are delivered. And so you know. We learned early on that these short videos, five minutes or less, is where the highest retention rate is. And so there's tons of studies here, and I'm not going to get into the weeds on that. You you can look up microlearning and and why microlearning is important and why it's successful. But basically, it has to do with retention of information. And so somebody can literally watch two or, or three videos a day 
uh, with our program and make significant progress. I mean, we say give us 10 or 15 minutes a day to train your staff. Hmm. You know, it's like you know, typical, typical, you know, schedules like eight hours, right? Right. So we got to, we got to understand, you know, we, there's usually a 15 minute break, you know, in the morning, 15 minute break in the afternoon, 30 minutes for lunch. Okay. So let's add another 15 minutes somewhere in there in that day to give them for training and, and about their job. You know, um, this isn't about training them on, you know, what's going on over there. Uh, it's about, about them. It's about what, what they need to know. And so again, our content can be watched at any device. Um, you know, depending on the policy procedures of where you work, you can be watching it on your, your personal smartphone, or you can do it on a tablet, or you can do it on a, on a small uh, device. You can do it on a laptop, any sort of device. We also have group training uh, where, you know, some of our customers actually put large screen TVs up in the kitchen or in a back lines area and, and have daily, you know, huddles for, you know, five minutes and, and watch a video uh, you know, once a week or two videos a week and talk about specific things that they need to, you know, maybe talk about, you know, maybe some observations being made that we're not doing a good, good, good enough job in this area. Let's, let's have a few in services, uh, for five minutes and, and talk about these things and show a video on it, create awareness. So it's all about, you know, bringing the data and the information, uh, to the hourly team member. Uh, with the understanding that a lot of managers just don't have enough time in their day to be mentors or or take the time to train because a lot of them are filling the gaps of unfilled positions. And so who ends up doing that work? Well, it's typically the manager. And so what happens there is you have managers who are, are more concerned about putting out the next meal than they are like any sort of a strategic plan or long-term plan in their operations. And so Pineapple Academy is there to, to really assist them and give them the content, the, the team members, the content, and it, it, that's all basic. And, and we repeat a lot of times in our videos, like, be sure to check with your own facilities policy procedure for this particular thing. But what we teach is, is typical information. You know, it's not, again, you know, food service is not rocket science. There, there's X amount of ways to cook an egg, and that's that's all there is. You know, there isn't any any more things, and, and or that's realistic that you're going to do anything with an egg in your property. You, you know what I mean? Uh, so, so it's really it, it's trying to give them the information they really need versus you know, aren't we cool and we're going to you know do some Chef Ramsay you know deal on them or something? That that's just not what we're doing. We're this is this is like real life. This is what happens on a day to day basis. This is what you have to do. This is why we do it. Uh, here's how you, how, this is how you clean and sanitize an ice machine. Did you know that an ice machine has to be clean and sanitized once a month? You Did know? not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I will guarantee you 98% of the operations in the United States do not do that. Hmm. Uh, because it, nobody's, nobody's talking about it. And nobody's showing anybody how to do it. Yeah. Um, so now you go on Pineapple Academy and watch, watch, uh, somebody, you know, empty out the ice machine and how to sanitize it and get it going again. I mean, it's, it's literally those kind of things that we show people how to do as well as how to be a good cook and how to take care of your station and how to clean up. We teach beverage services. We teach, you know, we have baking classes. Uh, we teach, um, healthcare type food service. So some of our content is applicable to non healthcare, uh, operations. And some of it's very specific to hospitals and some of it's very specific to senior living. 
depending on, um, you know, the types of, of uh, training that you're looking for. But we have, you know, both uh, what we call front of the house, which is the dining room and, and back of the house, which is the kitchen areas. And so we, we talk about all those things. Learn more about Pineapple Academy at pineappleacademy.com. Greg, I, I think you guys yeah. really are filling a void here. Um, you know, like I yes. said, I have lots of different uh, publishers on this podcast, and I have yet to speak with someone who's in the lane that you guys are in. And I think it's no. so needed. And congratulations on this. And I know uh, people can you know, take the courses from you directly. I know you've got some titles available on the Open Sesame platform. But yes. uh, congratulations on this because, uh, again, I, I think it's uh, sorely needed. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And uh, we, we obviously feel the same way. Uh, we are expanding in 2023 to all market segments and coming out with some new technology uh, that we're working on. At the same time, we're also a tech company. So we are building software as we speak to, to be able to accelerate the amount of content we have available and promote not only our content, but also the content of, of others who want to create content to support hospitality and food service and beyond. Hmm. And so uh, real excited about that coming in, in 2023. Well, congratulations. And thanks again for joining me on the Learning Unlock podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me here. Thanks for listening to Learning Unlocked, presented by Open Sesame. Download this and every episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learning Unlocked is produced by Griggs Productions.